Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we spoke last time, the last podcast that we released was talking about agreement coming in your faith, and the first step being that you make a decision based on the Word of God. The Bible says in James 1, 5, if anyone, uh, it talks about the double-minded man, it says, let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. So when you come to the Lord, the first thing that you have to do is make up your mind that this is what you've decided you're going to believe the Lord for. So if you didn't hear that, I would encourage you to go back, pause this one, and listen to the one before this, which is uh, called agreement, and it's talking about making a decision with your faith. This is going to be maybe, I guess, the second part, but I want to talk about really two things um, and focus on the one, but two things that are key to your faith. And I'm going to read from Hebrews chapter 10, and I'm going to read verse 22 and then 23, and I'm going to read first in the Amplified and then in the King James. It says, let us all come forward and draw near with true, honest, and sincere hearts in unqualified assurance and absolute conviction engendered by faith. And then it says, uh, which is their definition of faith, is by that leaning of the entire human personality on God in absolute trust and confidence. And that's the word I want to focus on today, confidence in His power, wisdom, and goodness, having our hearts sprinkled and purified from a guilty, evil conscience and our bodies cleansed with water. So let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess in our acknowledgement of it. For He who promised is reliable and faithful. To his word, and then I'll read to you from Hebrews. Uh, sorry, the King James said, "Let us not draw near with a true heart, in full assurance, full confidence of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for He is faithful that has promised." These two keys that Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, is giving, is that when you've made a decision, and that's why he says you draw with full confidence. When you come to God in prayer, like we covered in the last one, there's a confidence that you come with, knowing that you have it in the Word. Before you have it in, before you can get it in prayer, you have to have it in the Word. Before you can get it in your hands, you get it in the Word. The first step to faith is getting it in the Word, deciding on it, making a decision that it's yours, and then going and presenting your request to the Lord. And uh, um, and then after that, it says, so we come with confidence. So faith is confidence. We talked about that last time. Faith is confidence towards God. So when you come in prayer, the actual, the, when you come in prayer to God, there should be a confidence when you're coming to pray. We don't treat prayer like, hey, I'm going to throw up some prayers. Let's see what sticks. By the time you get to ask God, you should know from the word of God that you already have what you're asking for. The Bible says in First John, and I'm going to read chapter 4, and then it says, excuse me, chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, it says, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know. And if we know that he hears us, then whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. That's confidence. Lord, I'm coming, and I know that I already have it, and now I'm coming to ask And then I'm getting on the other side of that. We did another podcast before this called What Side of Your Miracle You're On. And this is really talking about that whole process where you come and you see it in the Word. And then by the time you approach God, you've qualified yourself for it. By the time you approach God, there's a confidence knowing that you already have it. But then what does Hebrews 10 say next? It says, it says, uh, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our body washed with pure water. And that's really what I want to focus on today is having a pure, conf- pure conscience. Keeping a clean conscience and a pure conscience towards God is, is one of the most vital things that you can do. Really, when it comes to faith, uh, it's like 
oh, what's more important, the left rail on a train track? What's more important, the left rail, the right rail? But you have to have both. A clean conscience is clear. Is is a clean conscience is key because when you come to God, there has to be confidence. If you're coming, Lord, I'm just a worm. Lord, I've never done anything right. And you don't even, you should probably shouldn't even answer this prayer. There's no confidence. He said that we have this confidence concerning them, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So keeping a clean conscience is such a key to getting your prayers answered. Because if you can't approach God confidently, then you're not actually coming in faith. Faith is confidence towards God. So when you come to God in prayer, there should be a confidence. Number one, that that you've got what you've asked for in the word. But then number two is you qualify it. You know, the number one reason people don't have a clean conscience is because of sin. So what the enemy does is he'll lure you into temptation. He tempts you and then you sin. And then he's going to, he's going to try and throw that back in your face for as long as you can. You go to worship and the devil says, who do you think you are? How do you think you can just come into God's presence? Yeah. God's going to touch other people tonight, but he's not going to touch you because it's not going to work for you because you know what you did. And he tries to bring condemnation and he messes with your conscience. So you can't come in boldness to approach the throne of God. God wants when you approach that you can come boldly. He says in in Hebrews 4, he said, come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Lord, I'm coming and I need mercy, but there should be a boldness when we come. If you're approaching to God, Lord, I'm good for nothing. Lord, I don't even know. If there's no confidence in your approach, then you don't have a revelation on on what the blood of Jesus has done. That you've been personally handpicked and washed clean by God and that you can approach confidently. Whatever stealing your confidence towards God needs to go. And so for many people, that's sin. It's it's never dealing with the sin. It's never chopping the, the dragon's head off. It's that there's cycles of sin and people deal with sin and then their conscience is just a mess. And every time they go to pray, oh, Lord, I'm back again. It seems like every time I pray, I'm just asking you to forgive me. That's not the Christian life. The Christian life is not sin pushing you around your whole life so you can't do what God told you to do. The Christian life is God redeeming you from the power of sin so that you're able to to, then by the power of the Holy Ghost, work exploits in his name, that you're able to see signs and wonders, that you're able to be a testimony, that you're able to advance the kingdom of God. Christianity is not is not just the mercy of God. Yes, it is the mercy of God. That's part of it. But thank God that there's people that we can look up to and say, not only did they get saved and receive mercy, but the greatest testimony is not that Paul was forgiven by God. That's the great, great testimony, but it's that he worked exploits even after that, that he didn't disqualify himself, that God still used him. That's redemption. It's not that, hey, you know, I, you know, of all the people on the earth, I've had the most sins forgiven. Isn't it great? God's testimony, God's, 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 uh, God's mercy is really shown through me because I've had this many sins and really the worst sinner ever was. Look at me. That's not the testimony. It's that God forgave you and then you became a new creature in Christ Jesus. So the enemy will use patterns of sin to keep you defeated. And then when you go to approach God, Lord, I'm believing you for finances. I'm believing you for heaps. I'm believing you for healing. That there's no, there's not a clean conscience. So he said, we move forward in faith. And then it says here, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. When you get born again, the number one thing the Holy Ghost wants to show to you 
is who you are in Christ Jesus, that you're washed in the blood, that you're cleansed, that you're righteous, that by his stripes, that by his stripes you're healed, but who you are, that you have right standing before the the Father, that you can boldly approach. He wants you to have a revelation on the blood of Jesus. The blood washes you clean. And that's why in Revelations 12, it says, there was the accuser of their brethren, but the, the but the, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. It's the blood of the lamb that helps us overcome him. The blood specifically deals obviously with sin, but with our conscience to wash our conscience clean. Whatever's taking your 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 conscience, whatever's whatever it is. For some people, it's sin. It's cycles of sin. For other people, it's comparison. You know, you can get in. Uh, a condemnation about things because of comparison. But whatever's t- making your conscience not clean, you know, there's maybe things in your life the Lord's spoken to you about. Hey, make these changes. This is something that needs to go. You can't keep this in your heart. You can't keep this in your life. There's You have to make those changes. Whatever's taking your confidence towards God, there may be people you're hanging out with. There may be a relationship that you're in. And whatever he's tapping on and saying, hey, and every time you get in the presence, he reminds you, the presence of God, he reminds you, hey, that's got to go. Hey, we got to see that change. Whatever that is, when you purchase yourself a clean conscience, I'm going to keep reading here in Hebrews um, 10. If you, if you go down here and you see verse 35, it says, do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence for it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. A clean conscience purchases is, has great reward that goes with it. You know, there's just something about being able to approach God and know that your that your conscience is clear, and that you, and that He hears you, and that there's nothing standing between you and God. So whatever it is that's causing your conscience to be unclear, make the changes today. You're not meant to go through life waffling around, not getting anything done from God because oh, God's been speaking to me about these changes, and I'm slow to make changes. The Lord knows who I am. Be that person who decides you're going to be quick to make changes. Lord, when you speak, I'll do it. Lord, I haven't been winning souls. When you speak, I'll do it. I'll go out and win souls. I'll just go out now and just go win souls. Lord, I haven't been giving or tithing. You know, there's people who who they tithe, and the Lord says, I'll open the windows of heaven, but because they stopped tithing for a year, they didn't tithe, then the devil comes and bugs them. Oh, you didn't tithe. That means you know it's going to be a couple of years before the Lord can bless you. And the reason why they don't get their prayers answered is because when they approach God, there's no confidence to what they're saying. They approach and something's bugging their conscience. So what's bugging your conscience today? What's bothering your conscience today? What's causing you to be able to make it that you can't approach God confidently? Is it sin? Is it a cycle of sin? Make the changes today. Get accountable to somebody today. Is it uh, what's what, what's causing your conscience? Is it changes the Lord's told you to make that you haven't made? For some people, what bugs their conscience is actually things. I want to say this: There's some people what bugs their conscience is religion, religious instruction that they were raised with that they've never realized wasn't wasn't right. And so it still bugs their conscience. You know, there's people who come out of different Christian, you know, different denominations and then, oh, you women shouldn't wear makeup. And then they put on makeup because they're, you know, a normal human, right? And then they, their, their conscience still bugs them. The Bible says, whatever you can't do with a clear conscience is sin. But it also says, it also says, don't condemn yourself in that which you allow. So I'm not talking about allowing sin in your life, but there's things that people have grown up. You know, my family didn't celebrate Christmas. We were Jehovah's Witness, and then they get born again. And then they every time they come to Christmas, they just feel a little bit like, well, you know, it was my upbringing. You have to realize and make decisions on, hey, I'm wearing makeup now. Not me. I'm not talking about me. I'm a man. I don't wear makeup. Men, you should not wear makeup. Men 
should not wear makeup. I'll make one exception. If you're going, no, there's really no exception. If you're going on TV and they like, hey, we're going to put this to smooth out your skin. It's like a real life uh, Instagram filter. That's like the one exception. But whatever it is that's bugging your conscience, having a clean conscience gives you confidence before God. You need your confidence back. Whatever it is, whatever secret that you've been holding on to, whatever thing that you've swept under the rug that you've kept in the dark, when your conscience bugs you, you can't be confident towards God. When you approach God, there can be no confidence towards Him. Lord, I want to believe you for this, but this my conscience is bugging me because I did this when I was this many years old. You know, I'm not saying that you have to take every sin and tell people about it, but there's some things that get a grip on you, and maybe you need to go to spiritual authority and say, hey, this has bugged me, and I need to just get it out in the open because while it's in the dark, it's difficult to deal with. Whatever's taking your clean conscience away, stop letting it take away. Do whatever it takes to get your clean conscience back. There's a great reward in faith. I want to see you this heap season overflow with the goodness of God, overflow with the abundance of God. Lay hands on the sick and they recover. It's time to have clean consciences, hearts washed and cleansed by the word of God in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you. God bless you. And we'll see you on the next podcast.